that's the truth, isn't it? You know, I was, I was sitting there thinking, boy, all the things. You know, the older folks ought to really get this. Amen? I know you're too old to say amen, but you could, you know. I know you're too old, just grunt. Ugh. All right, but, uh, you know, we got, we got, I mean, the older you are, the more you ought to see how good God is. I don't like getting old. I don't like having this, you know, this old body breaking down. But I can, I've got a long ways to look back and see that God is good. He always is, though. Amen. He always is. Some of you will understand it one of these days. Don't wait. Standing on the rock. Heavenly Father, thank you again for this time. I pray you'll speak to us now. Help us to pay attention. Wake the weary. Give us a clearness of mind. We might take in what you have for us today. Help me, Holy Spirit, with power as I preach. Walk these pews. Tap us all on the shoulder. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. The Bible says in Psalm 11 in verse number 3, If the foundations be destroyed, what can the righteous do? Quite a question there. What can the righteous do? If the foundations be destroyed, now look at our, our country. To me, it looks like our foundations are being destroyed. But he had the end of the question was this, what can the righteous do? The Bible says, 1 Corinthians 3.11, For other foundation can no man lay that is laid, which is Jesus Christ. The fact of the matter is, I... I'm thankful for America, but my foundation is not really America. My foundation is Jesus Christ. But the question comes here about this is what can we do? What can you, what can I do? Well, I believe one thing for sure is this. It's not a time for us to be silent. You know, as we as God's people ought to say so. Our voices need to be heard. That's why we have the radio broadcasts, and I think, you know, uh, Brother Raisin, what he does with the radio and, and, and the Internet and how it's able to get out. I'm glad we can have a voice. I'm glad we can go out solely and tell people about the Savior. We can give a voice. We can all witness to people with a voice. It's not time for us to be silent, even though we're living in a very evil time. Because we know this is true also. The world is not silent. Or the world has got a big mouth. Or the world is not afraid to say what they believe, what they stand for, and even though it's wrong, they're not afraid to spew out their garbage any way they possibly can. It's amazing. You watch the news sometimes, and they've got to they've fog out part of the signs that this, these people have today because it's so vulgar. I'm thinking, you know, they, they don't care. They walk the streets, the gay pride week, you know, and everything like that. They walk the streets flaunting their sin. I mean, they're very vocal about what they believe. And I ask the question, what can we do? Well, it's not time for us to be silent. It's time for us to speak up. Now, I love our country. I'm an American by birth. And by the way, I'm not a hyphenated American, and neither should you be. You say, what would you be if you'd be hyphenated? I'm not sure. I, I think it's what, a, little, a little English, a little Irish, a little uh, uh, Dutch, and German. Man, I have a bunch of hyphens. But I'm an American. 
Amen. I'm glad I was born here. Thank the Lord. I have relatives way back yonder who came from Germany. I know the Biter side came from Germany. I'm glad they came here, but I'm an American. I'm American by birth, but I'm, the Christ, I'm a Christian too, which I'm thankful for. And I got that by my second birth. And so I'm thankful that I'm American, but I'm also thankful that I'm a Christian and how wonderful it is to be a Christian in America. I love them both. Things all around has changed so fast and always has. This morning, my Sunday school lesson, I guess it kind of would go along with what we're talking about here. But my Sunday school lesson, we talked about how that, you know, people are, are, are follow just about everything else and how, what a mess the America is in today and always has been. It started out with, with in, the New, in the Old Testament, with, in the book of Genesis, with uh, 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 Adam and Eve. I mean, everything was perfect. What happened? They got into a mess. And the mess came because of sin. Instead of following what God said, they did what they thought. And it put man into that place where man was going to die. And because of sin, and sin passed upon all men, for that all, and death passed upon all men, for that all have sinned. People today are carried about by every wind of doctrine, and God warned us about that. But it's happening. Now today we have the opportunity to have internet. Our telephones. I mean you think about it. Our telephones now they say. Our telephones are more intricate. Than the computers were. When they launched rockets into space. And I think even went into. And went to the moon. It's amazing what we have in your in your purses. Ladies I hope. And men in your pockets I hope. All right? And uh, uh, I'm just. I don't want men to have purses. Amen. That's a whole other sermon. We'll go there someday. But, uh, uh, you know, I mean, we have, we, have those, but we, we have the ability to spread the gospel many, many ways. The, the radio, you know, and I, I go in that little room, and I'll do it this week, and I'll make broadcasts for the month of August. When I do that, in that little room, no one not much knows that, but it's going to go out on the radio station here in Martinsburg, but it's going to go on the radio station in, in West Virginia, West Union, but it's going to go online where people can hear it all over the world. We send the... Uh, 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 to sermon audio and it goes all over the world people listen to it. every month they send me a thing of the states that it's listened to and also the countries you say why do it i don't think it's time for us to be silent it's time for us to speak up now i'll be honest with you i'm weary about what's going on i am i'm tired of people saying there is no god i mean it's so evident that there is isn't it I mean, it's evident. You look up in the sky. I look the other day, my wife and I, we like to sit on the porch. We're old. I'm old. She keeps me company and wipes the slobber off my chin every so often. But uh, we like to sit on the porch. And, and, I, and I said, and, I, and we we're sitting, and she goes, it's so still. I said, look at those leaves over there. Look at the tree. And, and, and then, then that one day, the wind was blowing pretty good, and the trees were just going back and forth like this. I said, isn't that amazing? I said, you can't even see what is moving that tree. That wind, I can't even see it, but it's moving that tree. I don't have any problem believing it's the wind. I believe something I can't see. I believe in somebody I can't see. I can't put my eyes on him. One of these days I will, amen. But I, I think about people say, there is no God. I'm like, what? how much of a fool are you? When you stop and look around at all that God has created and, and this earth here, how we know that there's a God. I'm tired of the new morality. Or I probably should say immorality. 
They're lining up, lining up in, in New York because of the epidemic of monkeypox. Where people there, that, 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 now that disease where people are getting because of their, their, their homosexual relationships. And they're lined up. And, they're, and, and, I, and I'm looking, I'm thinking, you know, what an immoral time we live in where men will walk around holding hands. It used to be that men held the ladies' hands. Now it's men holding men's hands and women holding women's hands. The immorality, I'm tired of it. I'm tired of the situation ethics. We'll behave like whoever we're around. You get around church folks, you act like church folks. Thank the Lord. But let me tell you something. You act like a church folk even when you're not around church folks. I'm tired of churches saying we need to move on and come of age. An old preacher one time, he had a college. Good preacher. Preached the word of God. Had a good thriving church. All of a sudden one day he said, you know what, we need to move on. We need to reach the millennials, and what they did, they dipped their sails. They lost their college. He lost his church. We don't need to move on. We need to just move up. Move up on the things of what God's Word says. I'm tired of the modernists trying to bring a counterfeit kingdom of God with unregenerated people. And today we're trying to build works, and we're not even going to tell people how to be saved. We're trying to build churches without letting people know the way of salvation. To become a member of a church, you first of all have got to be born again. What we do is say, well, we just want a crowd, so we'll just have give away beer drives. We'll give away other things so that people might come and never hear about the Word of God. I'm tired of the educational system that teaches our children the garbage that they teach our kids today. So, preacher, I, I, yeah, I understand you're against the public education school system. I have been. I always have been. Well, I have to take it back. I wasn't until I went to college. Uh, I, 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 well, I take it back, I think when high school, when they started Christian school, I understood the benefits of it. I'll tell you what, school is not like it was when you and I were in school. I'm tired of our, of our children being taught the garbage that they're being taught. I'm tired of the legal system that turns the criminals back to the streets and not prosecuting crime. And they call it reformation. They're trying to reform things. All they're doing is putting people in more trouble world's in a mess. I'm tired of the government that is glad for the, and what I believe is on purpose, the high gas prices. Don't tell me it's not on purpose. Well, Biden, he likes to blame Putin for everything, doesn't he? They blame everybody else, but I believe one of the things is they want us all to quit driving our cars so we all have electric cars. And I don't care if you want an electric car, go ahead, but you better buy a bunch of extension cords. I heard one senator was so proud they bought a car and it says it takes them twice as long to get to Washington because they have to stop and recharge. I mean, I'm, I mean, just look around our area here. There's only a few places where you can recharge. And plus, they, power, they plug it into electric sockets. Do you know what produces electricity? Coal. Save our planet. Burn electric cars. so busy saving the earth while those living on the earth are headed to hell. I'm tired of it. I'm tired of how man brags on how sophisticated he is when our generation is one of the most gullible in many generations. Global warming. Well, Al Gore said, I wouldn't believe anything comes out of his stinking mouth. 
Well, he said, you know, the global war. Yeah, I know. This is how him and Kerry, aren't they great ones? I know this is getting a little political, but I, I'm, trying, I'm trying to show you here. We're in a mess. Somebody needs to speak up. But Gore and, and Kerry, they got their jets. What's that one singer? I just read about her the other day. Uh, da, 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 I can't think of her name. But she's got this jet. and Her jet, had, they say, I don't know how they keep track of it, has had the most emissions this past year than anybody else's jet. And, and here's, here's her thing. She goes, but I wasn't flying it all the time. I loan it to other people. John Kerry says, well, how am I supposed to get somewhere? You know, why not put 300 people on one plane instead of just you on your plane? You know, I'm thinking, I'm tired of this foolishness. They're telling us, don't drive your car. Well, hey, we'll put the prices high so you can't afford to drive anywhere. And now you'll start looking. For, you know, I mean, I mean just, it's just craziness. I'm tired of the craziness. I'm tired of the pandemic things, they say. Biden has the virus, and then he doesn't. And then he does. He has a mask on. And I have to say this, he looks better with a mask on. And then he has a mask off, and then he's got a mask on again. How gullible man is. The recession. You hear what they're saying now? Well, that's not what it means. Change the words. Change the definition. And you know what? There's a lot of people today saying, you know what, maybe he's right. Really? It's like all the folks who voted for Biden are finally realizing, you know what, maybe we didn't do the right thing. They were gullible. Even the Democrats now don't want them. Who really thought he was going to be a good president in the first place? You can say man. I didn't say anything spiritual, so you can say amen now, all right? But into the truth. I'm tired of the new freedom that throws out the Ten Commandments. Doesn't even know the difference between love and lust. I just read my Bible, and it says that thou shalt not commit adultery. That's what my Bible says. You know, and, and, and interesting, they always go to the Hollywood crowd to see what they have to think. I mean, you talk about a cesspool. Who cares what the Hollywood crowd says? I don't even care what Washington says anymore. I care what the Word of God says. I just read my Bible, what it says about adultery and fornicators. It's still there. Well, you know what, preacher, you don't need to be married. Oh, yeah, 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 you're supposed to be married. You know, relations, relations outside of marriage is fornication or adultery. God tells us about that. And yet what happens is an accepted thing today. And you know what's really sad? It's even accepted by senior citizens today. That's why a preacher really doesn't matter. Look what you're showing the young people. You say, we're just old. We don't have the kind of feelings like You are showing an example. I'm tired of that freedom that says live together. It still says thou shalt not steal. And yet in America, people go in as long as they don't steal $1,000 worth of things. They don't, they don't have to be in trouble. 
It says thou shalt not steal. You understand all the problems we're having in America today could be solved if we would just look to the word of God. But the problem is this, that God's people are not opening their mouth and letting people know that Jesus is the rock, the foundation. The church says it doesn't, the church tells us not to preach against things, just love one another. Now, if you've been coming here very long, you know I'm going to preach against things. If my, if my Bible said Diet Pepsi is wrong, I'd preach against it. But hallelujah, it doesn't say that. <laughs> I'm good to go. But you know what? I've got to preach against sin. It's a preacher. It's not, it's, it's not politically correct. Don't mind. I don't mind. I don't mind to be imp- uh, or, or, uh, un- uh, correct, incorrect about being political. I'm not going to worry about that, and I'm not going to worry about whose toes I step on, because here's the thing. I'm not trying to step on toes. I'm trying to get your heart and get your head to understand we've got to stand on that foundation, the Lord Jesus Christ, and not the foundation the world is looking at today. You say, well, preacher, we just don't need to love one another. Well, that's true. We are commanded to love one another, aren't we? We ought to practice it once in a while. But also we need to be reminded that love obeys the commands of God. John 14, 15 says, if you love me, keep my commandments. If you love me, I just think, you know, we don't need to preach about those things. We just need to love each other. God said, you love me, you keep my commandments. So that means this, I don't keep his commandments. I'm saying I don't love you. That's not a stretch. You see, my Bible tells me that, we're, that love, will this, love, love will do this. Love will not allow me to have other gods. That little g. Our world's full of all, all kinds of gods today. People aren't worshiping their gods today rather than the place of real worship, the church house. And, and, I, and I think, you know, uh, 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 love has no other gods. Love does not worship graven images. Amen. Love, love does not take his name in vain. Love keeps the Lord's day. Love honors mother and father. Love does not commit adultery or steal or bear false witness or covet. That's what love is all about. You say, and then what happens? They take the Ten Commandments off the walls of government buildings. Say, what? What they're doing is saying, hey, let's get God out of here. Let's have our own morality. I'm tired of it. I'm tired of professors in our universities they're messing with the minds of our young people. Now, I'm not saying a kid can't go to the university today and turn out all right, but I'll tell you what, they're probably going to get dirtied up a lot, if not destroyed. And I'll say this, I'm not only, and you've heard me say it, I'm not only against the universities, but I believe the public school system is a way of preparing the children to believe the garbage they're going to get when they get to the university. They're prepping our children in grade school today. I mean, it was in high school. We knew that. And, you know, since the pandemic, when everybody started looking and seeing what was on the computer screen the teacher was teaching, they started getting wise what was going on. Now, that's been going on. But now they're getting wise to it. 
Thank the Lord some parents are, are revolting against that and saying it's wrong. It is wrong. But I tell you what, there's a little building right there. We don't have a, la a lab. We don't, we don't have all the fancy stuff they have. But I tell you what, we got Bibles down there. We've got a curriculum that, that puts, the, puts God first in their lives. We've got something that will help them to be the right kind of Christian. They're not going to go down to school down there and wonder, where did I come from? There's not going to be little boys wondering what they are down there and no little girls down there. We are still, get this, we are still going to have a bathroom that says men and another one says women or boys and girls. I think we know what they are. I'm not going to try to mess their minds up. And then what happened there during the pandemic, people started, started finding out what's going on. But what are they doing now? They're working. You know what? Anybody talks to a little kid about the things they talk to little kids about today ought to be thrown in jail. Right. Amen. Amen. You know, it used to be the pedophile did that. Right. Now we call them school teachers. I'm, I thank God not all of them that way, praise the Lord. But I'll tell you, there's a whole bunch of them in our world today. They're trying to get our kids to doubt and deny every miracle of the Bible. I'm tired of seeing people burn our flag and hating America. I'm tired of sin called sickness and alcoholism called a disease. So, preacher, they've said that from the university. I know. And they said that explosion took place and the earth came into form. And they said that we don't know. I mean, how smart are they yet they don't know what a woman is? I mean, who would have thought we'd have a Supreme Court justice stand in front of Congress and go, well, I'm not a biologist. I can't tell you what a woman is. I'm thinking, what a dumb bunny. You say, you're racist. I don't care if she was purple. I don't care if she's white or yellow, red and yellow, black and white. It don't matter what color. It's stupid. But that's where we come. I'm tired of it. I'm tired of making excuses for sin. Everybody makes their own decision. Well, I drink because you decided to. I smoke because my dad did. My dad did too, and I never smoked a cigarette. I made a decision. And my dad, when finally he got cancer in, in his throat, he finally came to the place that I, I should not have, but he made the decision. It was not. You say, but preacher, he grew up down south, and tobacco was a big thing. It may have been a big thing. It may still be a big thing, but it's a wrong thing. A lot of Baptist preachers down south afraid to preach against it because that's where the people make their money. Well, you say, well, what, you know, they got to make their money. Then go produce pornography and make money. You say, well, that's terrible. So is making people get cancer. Produce alcohol. Well, I don't want to do that. Yeah, I know. I'm tired of making excuses for sin. Today they want to go to the moon and even Mars. We're going to go to, I could get up, I, I know some people that I will volunteer to go to Mars. <laughs> Pelosi's afraid to go to Thailand, so let's send her to Mars. <laughs> I mean, you know, they're working on sending people up to Mars and sending people even to the moon. And I'm thinking, you know, how, how crazy it is. And yet, they're not willing to fix the real problems that are in America today. I'm tired. We spend millions of dollars lengthening life. And then what happens? We throw a dollar in the offering plate to help deepen life and win the loss. You understand how much money goes into 
helping us to stay healthy. I'm in the donut hole. You've heard that before? No, I'm not talking about breakfast. I'm in the donut hole with insurance right now. And the insurance, this one medication I'm on for my diabetes is usually only a couple dollars. But now that I'm in the donut hole, they sent me a bill for $800. Offering plates will be in the back after the service. And I called him up and I said, what is going on? He said, he said this, this new medication is, is, is so, so expensive. And, 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 and I'm thinking, you know what? Here we are trying to go to the moon. Why don't we try to take care of people who have diseases? Try to help folks more. I, I called the company, and they're going to try to help me out. Yeah, I said, oh, I'm old, and I'm senile. And we eat dirt for lunch. God's good. Like you all sang, I believe that song. You know what? We're, we're spending all kinds of millions of dollars to lengthen our life, and yet we don't worry about spending our, a few moments to tell someone about Jesus. Huh. I like what someone once said, birthdays tell how long you've been on the road, but not how far you've traveled. I'll tell you what, I've been around here for this many years. What have you done? I don't care how many days you've been on this earth. I'm asking this, what have you done while you're on this earth? We have this idea that the older I am, the better I am. No, you know what? We ought to keep doing something. Our life ought to count for something. We've been to the moon built some pretty amazing things in this old world and what have happened we progressed in our own type of a salvation thinking I think I'll be alright because I do a lot of things we believe today that science can solve any sin problem let me tell you something science won't do it Jesus Christ people today have the idea more police which I am for. I mean, how stupid. And even the Democrats figured out how stupid they were. Defund the police. Defund the police. We don't want the police anymore. And then what happens? They're getting killed. They're getting bopped in the head and stabbed and thrown in front of trains. And now they're going, what are we going to do? Call a cop. He'll be there in two hours. We need some police. But may I say something to you today? That's not the answer. That's not the answer. The answer is not more police. It's not the solving the problem. It's kind of like in Chicago. They say, well, you know what? We need to get rid of the guns. There's no place as, as, as tight about guns as Chicago. And what happens? People are dying every day by stray bullets. You know why? It is not the government that will do it. It's not passing the laws that will do it. It's Jesus. He is the founder. You see what the problem is? The hatred they have is from a bunch of kids that grew up in a home mostly without a dad, went to a school that said you were evolved, and you decide what you're going to be, and now what do we have? And they're going, what are we going to do? Well, we need more mental health. No, you need more churches. You need some more dads that will get in and say, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. They say, we've got progress. Progress, transvestites, reading stories to little children. 
I'm like, I can't believe it. And then what really gets me, I can't believe that a library would let the transvestites come in with the kids. And I cannot believe a parent would take their child and be in, and see that. I saw a commercial for dolls the other day. I'm not sure where I saw that, but I saw a little commercial for dolls. And it showed all these little girls. I grew up, all the little girls had dolls. I would, I may make some of you mad, but I don't care. I wouldn't even have a G.I. Joe when I was growing up. It was like a boy's Barbie to me. Uh, you all had G.I. Joes? I'm not mad at you. They're probably worth a lot of money right now, so sell it and give it to the church. <laughs> but here's the thing. You know what they did? They show all these little girls holding their little dolly, how cute it was. And it's cute to see little girls with dollies, isn't it? Isn't it? Yeah. And it shows a little boy holding his dolly. I'm like, blah. How sick. And he said, oh, preacher, you ought not be that way. We ought not be teaching our little boys to be like little girls. tired of boys using girls bathrooms and locker rooms girls using boys they're they're marching and demonstrating cursing and threatening over the right to kill our babies today I read the piece of legislation the president's trying to push through would allow this that in our universities which is already a mess it doesn't surprise me that in the universities now to be able to be a man and room in a in the dormitory with a girl all you have to do is say I identify as a girl or a girl could say I want to live with the boys I identify with a boy I identify as slender I identify as handsome. <laughs> Honey, please. He said amen. He's a man. Come on, help me now, all right? Oh, you be quiet. You said amen to me being handsome. I don't know about that. And by the way, you always hug me. I don't want a hug today, all right? No more hugs out of you, bud. <laughs> Aren't you glad you came to church? I'm tired of those things. Wait a minute. I'll tell you about something I'm not tired of. Jesus. <laughs> I thrilled the songs we sang this morning. I mean, it, 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 we sang Sweet By and By this, this morning here. I'm sitting there thinking, man, what a great song. Oh, that, that, that song, the songs we sang and, 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 and the words to those songs. And, and uh, I, I thought, man, the choir, when they sang that song, and I, I heard them practice many times. I sat here, though, again, and I thought about it. I thought, man, thank the Lord, the rock, Jesus Christ. We can stand upon him. I'm not tired of Jesus. I have to say this, too. I'm not tired of the Bible. Amen. He's a preacher. Aren't you tired of that old King James Bible? No, I'm not tired of the old King James Bible. It's still the old King James Bible for me. It's good enough for me. I said, preacher, you understand it all? <laughs> no. I'll be honest with you. There's some places I quite don't get it. I don't understand everything. Maybe you do. I don't. But I believe it all. I mean... How could someone speak and the world come to existence? But I believe it. Because God did it. I'm not tired of believing that Jesus is the Son of God. I'm not tired of believing that God, Jesus the Son of God, is God in the flesh. 
I believe, I believe that he was born of a virgin, amen. I believe that he died on the cross, and I believe that he was buried, and I believe that he rose again. I'm not tired of that. I don't get tired of telling people what Jesus done for us. I'm not tired of that. He didn't come down just to be an example for us, although he was. He came to seek and to save that which was lost. You say, what was that? Lost sinners like you and me. Fact of the matter is, it's Jesus and Jesus only that can solve all the problems I just talked about for the first part of the message. It's Jesus and Jesus only. But as they said in First Peter, we read there. They said the stone which the builders disallowed. But he said the same has made the head of the corner. The builders didn't want it. They didn't want it. Verse 8 said, a stone of stumbling and a rock of offense. You know, a lot of people are offended at the word of God. <laughs> we went to the apartments last Tuesday night, knocking on doors. Before we even got in the apartments, a lady came out there with her Marlboro. You say, how do you know it was Marlboro? I know it's the same kind my wife smokes. I'm just kidding. Lucky strikes. But uh, I don't even know if they make those all right. She's out there, got her, she's got her cigarette in her hand. She goes, you know, you're not allowed in there to, to what did she say we were doing? Soliciting. Yeah. I was thinking, can you even spell that word? <laughs> and she went out there, and she stood out there in the parking lot and sucked and sucked on that weed, and we went inside talking to people about the Lord. You know, I, I, I thought, you know, it, it, it's, it's really sad that people have a real problem with the things of God. We went by with some people sitting at a picnic table there, and we were all going, going in there, and all of a sudden this one woman looks over and she says, don't even think to go on to apartment number 42. And I, sa- I, I said very politely, I said, I'm sorry, but I gave up thinking for the summer. <laughs> Amen. I don't think anymore. And I said, you live in that apartment? She said, yeah. I said, well, I don't have to go to it because you're right here. We were able to talk with them. You know, they look at Jesus being a stumbling block. But he's my foundation. No wonder America's in trouble because they look at, so we don't want God. We've got to keep God out of the government. We've got to keep it separate of church and state. They don't even know what they're talking about. The politician will tell you the biggest problem is global warning, warming. I began to think oftentimes, you know, those same people, they're spewing that. They think it's hot here. Wait till they get where they're going. You see, Congress is not going to stand up against sin. It's not going to happen. Not going to happen. Our next president, whoever it may be, it's not going to happen. Because the answer is not the president. It is not Congress. It is Jesus Christ. But here's something sad. Many Christians are not going to do anything either. So I'll tell you what, Congress ought to get in there and they ought to pray and they ought to lift up Jesus. What about you? Christian in church on a Sunday morning? What are you doing? Are you lifting up your voice? Are you like, 
it's not time, as I mentioned at the beginning, it's not time for us to be silent. It's time to lift our voices. I think a lot of times we're just like the devil. What do you mean? Well, the Bible says, James 2.19, Thou believest there, that there is one God. You say, yeah, I do. I believe there's a God. Thou doest well. The devils also believe and tremble. Well, I believe in God. All right, but here's the thing. You know what? The devil never tries to help the work of God. But if we as God's people can do something about the work of God, we can spread the good news. You say, Preacher, you're old-fashioned. Thank you. But you know what? So is the sun. Right? You've been up there a long time. So you've been, you know, you're just old-fashioned. You've been preaching here 40 years. You're old-fashioned. That sun's been shining for a long time. Today we have all the lights and the whistles and the bells in our churches more than ever. And yet our nation's in a horrible situation. You see, man's great hindrance to salvation, I don't think is necessarily man's sinfulness, but man's so-called goodness. Where man says, I'm smarter than God. I've got to work my way to salvation. Oh, you're better than God's plan. Our country's crumbling. Our country's crumbling because the experts have thrown God out. And even those who are not experts have thrown God out. We've gotten to a place where the things of God doesn't really mean much. My Bible says... 1 Corinthians 3.11, for other foundation can no man lay. That is laid, which is Christ, is Jesus Christ. You know, it's kind of like this. All other ground is sinking sand. We see what America's trying to build on the sand, and we see it sinking. We see our homes being built on the sinking sand, on the sand, and, the, and what happens, they begin to sink. I'm glad I'm on the sure stone foundation, Jesus Christ. I'm not tired of the Bible. I'm not tired of Jesus because I stand on the rock, the rock Christ Jesus. This morning, let me ask you this. Are you saved? Do you know you're going to heaven? If you died right now, do you know you'd be in heaven one breath away? We're all one breath away from heaven or hell. Are you sure? It only comes by being saved, by being born again, calling upon Christ. This morning, if you're not sure you're saved, you need to come and get saved this morning. If you, but if you know the Lord is your Savior, will you not be silent, but let your voice be heard, let your actions be seen? I know we're tired of a lot of stuff going on, but we sure have something to be happy about and something to be for. Let's pray. Father, we thank you again for this time this morning. Thank you for these dear people. Lord, we preached what I believe you laid on my heart to preach, and I pray that we'll respond to it as we should. 
I know, I think I know the crowd pretty well. I'm sure we'll all agree with the things I'm tired of. I, I would say that everybody in this room is tired of those same things. But Lord, here's where we, we falter sometimes. Yeah, yeah we, we say it with our mouth. And I'm not tired of Jesus. I'm not tired of the word of God. And yet we give you so little. When we first got saved, we were excited about it, but I'm afraid sometimes people tire of it, and it gets less and less. Oh, God, we're in a mess, and we think that the voting polls will make a difference. We think the presidency or the Congress will make a difference. God, the answer is not them. It is you. And I pray that this morning that we might understand that. With our heads bowed, our eyes closed, I wonder if there'd be anyone here this morning said, Preacher, if I was to die, I don't know I'd go to heaven. You talked about it a moment ago, but I, I'd have to say I'm not sure of heaven. Preacher, pray for me. I need to know I'm saved. Would you slip your hand up, anyone, this morning? I don't know that I'm saved, but I'd like to know it. I trust each and every one of you. Nobody raised their hand. Praise the Lord. I hope and trust that means you know Christ as your Savior. Now, you can fool an old preacher, but you can't fool God. And the fact of the matter is you can't fool yourself. You know the truth. If you're not sure you're saved, you come this morning and we'll show you in the Bible how you can be saved. But Christian, would you do something this morning? Would you say, you know what? I'm going to speak up. It's not time for me to be silent. I don't need to be that, that secret service of Christianity. I need to speak up. I need to live it. I need to preach it. I need to tell it. Maybe this morning we ought to come to an old-fashioned altar and do some business with the Lord. What are you doing for God today? Father, bless the invitation. I pray your will be done now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.